Collaboration is is king for me, honestly. It is so, so fundamental to the work that we do in GCN. I don't think that, um, and, in, and in fact, even the structure, the old media structure of the editor, that wasn't of a lot of interest to me. Hello, and welcome to Join the Dots, a series from CORE that explores the link between creativity, collaboration, and connection. I'm Mae Fesslin, and I'm joined, as usual, by my colleague, Finian Murphy. Finian, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. You and I went to podcast school this weekend, right? Yeah, always learning. Uh, we yeah. were fortunate enough to head along to the Doki Book Festival, where we attended, uh, yeah, two, well, two or three talks, um, which happened to be with podcasters. So mm-hmm. what did you learn? Um, so we were part of the recording of the latest David McWilliams pod. That was cool. That man's a pro. Yeah, somebody who uh, talks extensively about everything um, and then is able to go on and run a full weekend of events. So uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just, I feel, because I love the pod as well. Um, you know, I don't know an awful lot about economics, but he makes me feel like I can learn. Well, you were talking to me about exactly where, what way the market was going to go and I invested half of my money in it when I went home. So yeah, how's that thanks for those for tips. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, we also saw um, Tara Flynn, uh, who uh, who does a podcast um, mm-hmm. with BBC with Marion Keys, and yeah. but she Tara was interviewing Annie Mack, who also has a great podcast, Changes, mm-hmm. and she was talking all about that. Who doesn't have a podcast is probably the quicker list to do. But it is, as we said, June 2022. Um, for many, people are celebrating and protesting around Pride. Um, mm-hmm. So we thought, um, you know, it shouldn't just be about one month of the year. We, let's speak to somebody who uh, is reporting on issues related to the gay community throughout the year. So, yeah, um, yeah we you enjoyed this conversation that we've recorded already? I loved it. Yeah, what a lovely, warm, interesting person. Yeah, so Lisa is the managing editor of Gay Community News. Um, She was up in um, sunny Donegal when we spoke to her, and um, we covered lots around creativity, connection, and collaboration. So let's go over and have a listen to that now. Let's check it out. So we are joined by Lisa Connell from GCN Gay Community News. Um, it's we're recording this in June 2022. The sun is shining and it is Pride Month. But let's talk about Pride Month as an idea as well in this chat. Um, it is a busy time for you, Lisa. Thanks a million for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you both for having me. So there's a long history um, with GCN and you've been involved for many a year. Um, first of all, will you tell us a little bit about uh, GCN as a publication, as a platform? Sure. Uh, GCN is Ireland's national LGBTQ plus press. Uh, we have been in existence since 1988. Um, publishing first in a landscape that was quite different to today in the fact that decriminalization had not yet uh, been been uh, passed. So yeah, 88 uh, was, was when GCN was first published um, and it was co-founded and co-edited by Tony Walsh and Catherine Glendon. And 
it has remained across three decades and counting um, the uh, kind of mirror for the community. Um, and we, we, we work a lot with that in our, um, in our branding, in our marketing, which um, one of our kind of taglines is reflecting queer life in Ireland. And I see that very, um, you know, very vividly every day. And even before I worked for GCN, as an LGBT person in the city, it was one of the first touch points with community. I arrived in whatever, 1992, and, you know, I didn't have a, a scene and a family and a, a queer family in Dublin yet. And so GCN was one of those first ways to see what was going on, to see who was doing what. Um, and, it, and it, you know, it's an immediate way for people to understand uh, a snapshot of what's happening for the community. Um, and that really excites me because, um, you know, for our 30th birthday a couple of years ago, we did a, a very massive uh, exhibition. And um, it was, you know, the way we explained it was that GCN is like the rainbow or LGBTQ plus prism through which to see seismic social change that has happened in Ireland across that time period. Like think of all the change, societal change that has happened in that window. It's been immense. And a lot of it has obviously been uh, to do with the LGBT community, but also a lot of it has been driven by the LGBT community. You know, we have a very healthy and and um, excite, exciting, uh, dynamic landscape of activists and people who who make change. That's that's what they do. So that's always been very very personally exciting uh, to me, and what drew me to GCN in the first place. Um, and you can see that you have, you know, you cover a range of issues and so much has happened over those three decades. And particularly for maybe um, our younger listeners where the world is um, a lot more inclusive um, today, but there also remains to be a lot of significant challenges for the community, which I suspect is a key part of why you believe it's so important to have a, a specific place to report on um, specific issues or challenges within the community? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think that GCN's role uh, has always been, as I said, reflecting queer life, but but really um, we like to say it's for the community, of the community, by the community, because, you know, certainly in my time um, and, and for many of the my predecessors, the absolute key is that you want to be hearing from LGBT people what they're experiencing, what they're fighting for, what they're going through. And also, obviously, even just basic things like because we are a minority that has been historically quite oppressed, even just uh, actual coverage, because, you know, Tony, one of the drivers when Tony and Catherine set up GCN was that they weren't getting media coverage. They weren't getting, you know, newspapers weren't covering the issues of the day. And there was absolutely no, like very little understanding or nuance in the approach to what was happening for LGBTQ plus people on this island. Also throw into the mix 80s Ireland, which was just, I think, tough for everybody. Um, so, you know, we were, we were, uh, there was an AIDS epidemic, there was uh, mass emigration. So it, it was born into a really specific context, but actually 
through the the decades that context uh while it's while the kind of the societal and environmental context changed its need has not and its core kind of reason for being is still so visceral and fundamental in my opinion in terms then of staying connected to jump to connection you you mentioned like you know that that core audience and 34 years is incredible so there's kind of this dedicated fan base I would imagine that maybe is like aligned with the print magazine maybe but then you're also I'm sure trying to reach that younger more tech savvy digitally Mm -hmm. native audience too so in what way are you kind of striking a balance I suppose when you know you consider social media and TikTok and and all this kind of Mm -hmm. this digital stuff that's just kind of flooding onto the scene every day I mean, I'm now triggered by you using TikTok. Uh, as I, I, I'm I frightened. No, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so lots of people running scared yeah. at the mention of TikTok. No, um, I think you know that's that is both a challenge and and something that's really exciting because essentially we for a long time we were a print magazine that was that was the main job of GCN that was the main thing that it did but as you both know incredibly well um in terms of being uh relevant in the media space you know we have to be everywhere now and you know digital is obviously a fundamental part of the way we all talk to each other and so GCN is no different in that so the the digital journey has been a long one and an evolving one as it is for any organization but interestingly when you speak of connection something I like to say about GCN is that we have such a funny little DNA I think because we are uh, an independent media source in Ireland, um, but we're also a registered charity. So we have that funny little little mix that means that um, the exciting part for me as managing editor is that it means we get to actually collaborate and connect in loads of spheres. So we're not just, you know, it's it's not an old idea of well we print papers and that's what we do so it's 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 a very it's a very moving piece and that keeps me interested i mean i've been in gcn for 14 years and counting and that is a testament to the ever-changing nature of it. Now, obviously, a lot of that is born out of um, adversity, challenge, um, not enough money ever. And, and that that's the charity piece, which is, you know, to use, I don't know if we want to, but a, a word of, of, of the zeitgeist right now is that the hustle, the hustle has been real. Um, and whatever we think of that, the sort of what's happening with the idea of hustling <laughs> in, in the modern context, I think it really is relevant to queer communities and to independent media because you're not the big guy you don't have all the access you don't have all the you know and I I'm a person I really am proud I'm a very strong ideas person sure the team sort of you know I think they want to leave the zoom meeting um in the past while because basically every time I have an idea the workload just sort of grows because I'll come in saying, oh, guys, why, why don't we do this? And they're like, oh, great, cool. Um, so that, um, uh, yeah, that, that sort of necessity being the mother of invention and all that good stuff, it just, but it, but it keeps it interesting because, you know, for younger readers as well, they don't have the more nostalgic connection that someone of my age and upward would have, you know, and also the sort of, um, 
the uh, monopoly that maybe GCN had at one point being the only the only show in town, like that has changed so much because, you know, you're as likely to read a piece of LGBTQ plus news on the journal as you are on GCN. And that's to be celebrated because it means that people understand that that news is relevant and important to society. But that makes it hard for us because, you know, we're, we're often scooped. And and obviously, as a, I, I have a little journalist heart inside me, I do hate to be scooped. <laughs> we all do. It's a double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah. um, you mentioned the Zoom meeting there, the dreaded Zoom call. Um, like, through all your challenges, presumably the last couple of years have been tough in that you've had to like face the disruption of I presume just having to produce a physical magazine remotely with your team mm-hmm. yeah. easy. so for like from a leadership point of view how did you face that like both logistically which I'm sure was a nightmare but then also in terms yeah. of keeping up morale and that sense of camaraderie within the team which you know really seems to be there yeah yeah it it, it of course it, it has been so challenging um it has and, and, you know, I'm so, so incredibly proud of the team and what we've managed to achieve because it's suddenly, you know, of course, like like everyone, suddenly we were dropped into this new reality where all of the older uh, kind of workflows and practices and ways that we did things were just completely gone and not uh, appropriate or accessible um, and also for our poor digital people, um, suddenly we were all digital for a minute because actually uh, we had to uh, print pausing uh, in the pandemic very briefly because um, it was just not financially viable. And also we felt that in a context where people were being asked to stay at home and and to mind each other, we felt actually even had we, if we had the financial backing, it wasn't exactly the best time to print a free publication that is, you know, picked up in a cafe or a cinema. So it made sense for loads of reasons and obviously principally financially that we uh, just became a digital entity for a moment. But again, that was, I love a challenge. And so it really sharpened the mind very fast to say, how do we represent our community if it's only this for a minute? Um, and 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 kind of having one channel for a second was um, a blessing in disguise in that it really it really trained us on what is it that GCN does online and what should it do? And really quickly we had um, a lot of very long, uh, process oriented Zoom meetings at the start of the pandemic to say, okay, how can we do what we do? And um, the team and I came up with some some pillars, some very very basic pillars that we wanted to hit, and that kind of informed what we would do and how we would do it. And those were to educate entertain and inform our audience and we felt that if we looked at any sort of a new project or any coverage and they weren't hitting any of those three that maybe it wasn't uh, a focus area and it was incredibly helpful because I think hopefully our audience would agree it meant that they were receiving kind of the most dynamic and interesting content all the time because you know there was also a lot of information that we needed to share with each other as a society. 
Um, so actually one of the, uh, a, a social campaign that we did at the start of COVID that I'm really proud of was called hashtag stay at homo. And it was, um, to, to encourage people to actually, cause you know, that, that starting time where people were like, is this a thing? Do we have to take it really seriously? And so we understood the power of peer kind of, uh, peer sharing and that information and also, because visibility and representation is so key, it was a lovely window into how people were coping and, you know, uh, making sourdough and all those all those fun things. And, you know, we asked, of course, the usual thing, you ask your friends to do it, to, to give you a dig out to start. But then what was so exciting is that our readers were getting involved. So people were sending in their video from their morning run or they were sending in a a picture of them making a risotto or whatever. And that was incredibly heartening because I know those early days were really scary for everybody. So yeah, it it, uh, it was really, it was challenging, but also dare I say exciting in in a a respectful context of knowing that also there was a lot of suffering and loss happening for people, you know. Tell tell us a little bit about um, your approach to collaboration. What do you? What is your way of working with the group that you have? Because you clearly have, as, as Maeve mentioned, like a, a close group, but probably quite an honest group and conversation. Um, what do you think is is key to success in that space? Um. So I. Uh collaboration is is king for me honestly it is so so fundamental to the work that we do in GCN I don't think that um and and in fact even the structure the old media structure of the editor that wasn't of a lot of interest to me so one of the first things I did when I became managing editor was I got rid of the editor's letter in the magazine and I replaced it with a team letter and I think that set out my stall really early because my pers- perspective on it was this is a collaborative effort. Um, and yes, of course, uh, magazines and newspapers have structures and, and there are structures that exist for helpful reasons. But the way GCN works and the way we do it is slightly left of center. And so for me, I it would have felt really inauthentic for me to be sort of representing the team every month when I knew that there was a way where we could have that collective uh, thought and that collective sharing. And it was really, I think, I think it was really empowering for the team as well, because then, you know, you know, when there's a person, a managing editor or a lead figure in an organization, there is a natural, obviously people, come to me for comment on things or they, you know, they, they, there, there is a practical part to that. And also there's a bit in terms of workflow where, you know, Lisa will look after that area, but there are parts in which I think there's space to allow more people in and to acknowledge more, uh, more collaborative processes because an idea in my brain is, you know, an idea starts somewhere and it only gets better when more people have, you know, Finian, what do you think of that? And then go back to the team or, you know, it, like that's where it gets really golden. And, you know, to use the editing uh, uh, kind of um, context for it, you know, 
the edit is where the magic happens, uh, which is no disrespect to writers and journalists. But, you know, that process is so important because it really refines and it really, uh, you know, gets to the point of what you're trying to do. So, yeah, the the collaboration um, is so key for me. And I am very proud. And I think I hope the team um, feel as as encompassed as I, I try to make them every day. You know, it doesn't mean sometimes that's really complicated because um you know people have diverging opinions and different thoughts but really um I I try to create an atmosphere where you can say what you need to say and then we'll figure it out and often sometimes the dissenting voice makes the difference between a good idea and a great idea because there's a blind spot that you might have that somebody else says well what about that? And I love that because then you sort of, it also means you're not going out to the world with a half-baked thing, you know? No, thanks for that. And I, I think your your point about, you know, um, having that diversity of thought, um, you know, there, there usually is a benefit to it once there's a kind of consensus and compromise towards the end of that process. Um, talk to us then about beyond the team and, if we step into creativity and all the the fun and, and color, I suppose that you bring, um, working with um, artists and creators, I'm thinking about some of the the front pages that you've had in in recent years. You've very much platformed, um, you know, queer art, culture, um, all of that good stuff, that joy, um, that's obviously a huge part of what you do as well as an organization. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, it is, it, it is a part of my role that gives me so much pleasure because as I said, I, I do love a good idea. Um, <laughs> you know, so something in recent history that I'm incredibly proud of is, um, and Finian will know this well, I'm, I'm a big Pillow Queens fan and would have been a fan kind of from, you know, without sounding like I'm bragging, but, you know, knew them. I knew them before, before they were they in disguise. <laughs> um, no, but, you know, I, they're, they're pals. And when they got together, it was a really exciting thing. And, you know, when have we last had a lesbian rock band? Like there are examples, but it was just so exciting um, in, in an Irish context. And so early on or early enough, um, and actually it was one of my first issues where I was fully and officially at the helm and I knew I wanted to put the pillow queens on the cover and I knew it had to be I wanted it to be really fun and exciting because they are so fun um and I and I so I remember I was walking to work one morning and I sent the team a voice note and I said I just had the weirdest thought because at the time the movie, the favorite was just about to like do an amazing, you know, award season. It was getting really critically acclaimed and obviously it's super queer. So I just, it was just one of those little drop, it just drops into your brain and then you know, it's going to be great. And so I just WhatsApp voice note the team and I said, is it wild or brilliant if we were to make the pillow queens recreate the favorite for the cover and everyone immediately said yes this is a great idea and so then we 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 got about building it out and 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 planning it and again this is where collaboration and connection is so important because i don't have massive editorial budgets in fact they are 
very modest. Um, and so, you know, but but because the idea was so exciting, the band were up for it. Hazel Kuna uh, shot it. Um, and it was styled magnificently, might I add, by a woman, a person called Dervla Oberna. And again, even the Abbey Theatre gave us a dig out on uh, on the costuming. So it was one of those things where because the idea was so fun, people were like, you know what? I know you don't have money. We'll figure it out. Or, you know, it was, and, and again, it was the hustle. It was like, we have this dream to make this thing. Like on the day, no joking, on the day, Hazel and I, the bunnies, if you guys have seen the favorite, there's a very significant sort of plot point around the queen having rabbits. So I had said to Hazel, you know, we'll Photoshop in some rabbits because obviously it's a scene to get a rabbit on set. And then we started talking about it. I was like, but maybe it would be kind of fun. And sure enough, one of the band, their pal, has a pet rabbit. So <laughs> next thing is we have a bleed rabbit on set. And then amazingly, we were able to shoot the actual rabbit and then put uh, and then Photoshop a, a duplicate to create more rabbits. And, you know, so like that was just such a great example of absolutely it takes a village but that that collective effort was such yeah. a fun uh the, the the results was so fantastic and now you can actually buy the print of pillow queens as a favorite for part of our uh gcn classic cover series uh, great. also a friend texted me the day that issue um uh was released and said congratulations pal you've broken lesbian twitter (laughs) (laughs) it has to be a career high right the goal is achieved absolutely (laughs) um and like you know what a band as well like the trajectory of 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 them i mean and you know lyrically when you listen to pillow queens it's the unheard you know particularly for me anyway it was just like okay this is something new and you've done that time and time again particularly in terms of on the stage when it comes to mother events Mm -hmm. so mother um uh club in town but also you've the block party you've done loads of go back to collaboration again with the likes of body and soul you were beyond the pale this year uh, for the first time um you know what it what a night um, all great ideas happen on the dance floor mm-hmm. um how important is mother to you um Maeve's laughing as well because I never go to dance floor anymore because I'm old um so uh how important is uh, mother to I suppose the stable of what you do mm. mother is you know it I, I don't think anyone who knows me it's important in my life particularly cannot be overstated in the sense that it has been um you know I have a family out of mother like I have I have a a chosen family who I adore and and we work really hard every day and every week and and, you know Cormac and I go and stand on the door of our club every Saturday and while sometimes that gets really tiring and old it's also really important um and, and special and we're so lucky because club nights you know Uh, Club nights are at the, you know, they have a a lifeline and or a lifespan. And, you know, you can't always tell sometimes it's a thing and then it's not a thing. Mm -hmm. And and, and so um, we're incredibly lucky that, again, I think 
the evolution has made the mother sort of remain relevant and, and interesting to, to our community. You know, and also it's worth uh, connecting the dots here in saying that mother was born out of um, a really uh, sort of a critical need in the sense that um, the recession hit and GCN was in a you know, really, really precarious financial position. The marketing, like the advertising market went completely bust, essentially. And so back in, but at that time, we said, what can we do um, to generate income? Like, what is what can we do? And again, it was that sort of dynamism of, okay, let's do something that isn't a, a print magazine. And because we were all in a certain place of our lives we went to parties we liked to dance so it made sense to do a club night and actually it's kind of well established and it's so fun that when the recession hit for loads of reasons and environmental reasons um we actually had a really vibrant cultural and clubbing scene because suddenly you could get space you could rent uh you know the basement of a hotel function room because they also wanted the bar sale so it was a real um it was actually a very vibrant time for our community in terms of getting out there and being connected to one another and that's that was a, a very core component of mother which was you know see on the dance floor and as Finian mm-hmm. rightly says you know there are so much exciting stuff happens from those those social connections and knowing oh yeah I know so and so and even say back to all the creative industries you know you meet a makeup artist or you meet a hairdresser and then you're like oh I love your work let's do something together then you know so all of those lovely I mean I've met friends lovers you know lifelong pals at mother um so it's 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 so key and yeah the evolution is um I'm so proud of and but we also work really hard I mean we work incredibly hard Cormac uh Cormac Cashman who who is the co-founder and 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 the main man at mother you know works his butt off um and I'm so proud of him because that's what keeps it fresh because we don't we don't get complacent and we don't get lazy and we had um, an AMA on a previous pod. So you have a track named after your club night as well, which is pretty impressive. Like, can you imagine? It's just too much. I, I, uh, we, uh, we uh, as Vinian said, we were at Beyond the Pale on Friday and we were on just after Elaine. And it was no question. So we were somewhere on the site. And even though, you know, we've, Elaine has played with us. We, you know, we've seen Elaine May play, but there was no question as to what we were going to do before our own set. We were going to be watching Elaine. Um, it just doesn't get old. And she's just fantastic. With connection being such a big part of what you guys are about, are there any key moments, uh, big or small, over the years where you really felt you kind of made that key connection to your audience? Anything stand out for you? That is such a tough question um, because actually I I believe in celebrating kind of all of it and and each of each of the things when something goes well, um, you know obviously there are very clear high points um, in the sense of when a cover goes as well as Pillow Queens or for example our Pride edition was just released last Friday and we have the gorgeous uh, guys from I'm Grandmam on the cover and we did a really beautiful 
photo shoot and a fashion shoot with them. And that was, uh, it just felt really right because the community's had such a horrible year that I just wanted to bring some like queer joy and and an aesthetic, a visual that is so powerful and beautiful and gay uh, or LGBT um, into the world for Pride. So so that, that felt like a moment of celebration, but also just just getting through yeah the pandemic and still having a full team and you know people really went through a lot and still managed to do amazing creative things like I'm also you know um our we uh, I know Finian will know this but a lot of our pals have a tendency to say go on Ireland which is that like inherent pride at the cultural it's largely a cultural I know it can be sport connected and but it's about um showing up and doing the thing and also we're really lucky that we have uh, a, an amazing and particularly LGBTQ people there's so many amazing makers creators mm-hmm. artists so it's just a joy to be able to celebrate that and to, to amplify in the, in the case of GCN to just shine a light and say, look at these people being amazing. Aren't they brilliant? And that's kind of in a world where, you know, there is a lot of homophobia, transphobia, we're still dealing with significant barriers that the importance of that can't be overstated. So uh, maybe that's, that's yes, absolutely a moment. Um, Lisa, thanks a million. Um, keep on shining the spotlight. Um, we love what you do. Um, we love the joy and the reality that you bring to the world. And thanks a million for joining us on Join the Dots. Thank you so much. It's been a lovely conversation. Thank you very much uh, to Lisa. Um, I've known Lisa now for a while and she is as true as she is there um, such a heart and such an interesting person to work with um, which really came across in terms of how she described working with her team yeah totally that kind of struck me very much the idea that she's trying to remove that kind of hierarchical thing that can happen you know happens all the time like the fact that she took out the editor's letter I was like oh okay you know it's very symbolic um, I'm sure that kind of made for a much more um, dedicated and focused team who all feel like they're contributing the same amount to to this movement, really. Yeah, and I think when you have that kind of mindset as well, you tend to, to push out platform and profile others. So, yeah. you know, the fact that queer culture has influenced so much of our, you know, recent white Irish culture is down to, I think, GCN, you know, getting... Mm-hmm artists like pillow queens onto the front cover and now they're global superstars and um you know when she talked about the process of different people helping out to Mm. create those moments as well was really interesting yeah totally and i think as well it's a real testament to the really strong relationships that the magazine you know and lisa have built over the years like the fact that the abbey steps in to lend you costumes like oh okay that's next level um i think there's you know really this sense of respect and goodwill in the in the wider community towards GCN and the team there. 
Yeah, so if you haven't, um, pick up a copy, go mm-hmm. onto the site, give them a follow, get to a mother event. Um, you know, as Lisa said, they want to inform, educate, and entertain, and yep. they definitely do that. Huge thanks to Lisa and to the wider community uh, behind GCN. Thanks a million for joining us. Mm-hmm. So on every episode of Join the Dots, we also speak to somebody within CORE who is working on an interesting project outside of the business. So, Maeve, who did you speak to for this show? Mm -hmm. So you may or may not be aware, Finian, that our lovely colleague Donal Carolyn is a really talented videographer outside of Office Hours. Um, And he worked recently on a very cool music project, so I caught up with him about that. Like you're a videographer outside of the office. So like, is that something that you've always been interested in? Yeah, it is. So basically we did a module in like third year of college, three or six months module was really small because I'm doing advertising and marketing. So that was like a really small part of it. And yeah. I loved it. It was always kind of something I had an interest in. And then I done an internship as part of my final year in Communicore. Worked at Matthew, videographer there. I think he's in TBWA now. And he basically showed me color grading and all that. I absolutely loved it. So I just kept it up on the side and started doing this. Okay. Personal projects and then personal projects turned into paid work. So it worked out very well. So it's something that is like, it's a big part of what you do like outside of the office. Yeah. Whenever I get time, like I don't do as much as I hope, but yeah. yeah, it's a good little thing to get your day job and kind of take you away from the day job. And yeah. And whenever you want like a quiet weekend, not going out, just like do your video stuff. Yeah, you've got a very beautiful Instagram, I have to say. Thank you very much. Mm. Uh, do you find that, like, even though it's not what you do in here, that you said you mentioned there a weekend out, like, if you spend a weekend doing that, which you're really passionate about, does it feed into, like, when you get into work on the Monday? Like, is using that? Oh, big time, yeah. Like, even when I got brief in Kratos, it's yeah. kind of helps getting that understanding of how they work. Yeah. Like, I've been going through, like, my oh, when I do and I do my concept, then my storyboarding and then actually going out and doing it I assume like the creatives do something like that so I always kind of like give them that bit of leeway oh you speak the language like you talk storyboards yeah <laughs> so, so you, yeah that must be a huge help then yeah like before I go out and like a shoot I'd like do a little storyboard yeah. and that's what I kind of want to do and helps massively and you have something coming up soon uh, a music video project am I right in saying can you tell me yes so it's a documentary on Irish artists during the pandemic very interesting so it was basically decided to do it because I was me and two lads just kept like we were thinking about doing something music related it's just when we were bored during lockdown yeah and we said oh we're not going to do that because it's all doom and gloom and we said how about we just do something that focuses on the actual creative benefits Irish artists found during it rather yeah. than doom and gloom losing gigs and all that so yeah, it's just like a series of interviews and the odd performance with a few big Irish artists. Like we have Shiv, Pillow Queens, um, Cooks, Bubber Chefs, and a few others in there too. So That's funny you mentioned Pillow Queens because this chat will be part of the episode that goes out with um, Lisa, editor of GCN. We had a great chat with her the other day and yeah. she was talking about like one of her proudest moments was Pillow Queens on the cover. I don't know if you saw or remember that it was on GCN a few years ago. Um in full costume like really kind of really striking really dramatic but um they're obviously doing really well and they're huge but it's, it's funny that they're mentioning they massive over lockdown especially when they appear on james Corden. like that was yeah yeah really, really sure. yeah so 
Uh, oh, that's so interesting. And who else did you mention there? Shiv, she's an upcoming kind of hip hop artist, mm-hmm. kind of similar to the likes of Georgia Smith, uh-huh. like Irish kind of similar accents. And then who else? Teddy Rex are a big part in it. They're, they do forms in it as well. So Very we became really good mates with them. Basically, through this, we started we shot a few music videos for them. I see, after. I see. But well, I was going to ask that. So, like, was the connection part of it the, that you would have had a relation with them previously, relationship with them? No. So the we basically we were bored one day. It's like I said, look, Jolly, we'll just code calls uh, messages them all on Instagram. Nice. And yeah. So I reckon because like fuel to their fire to be doing something because there wasn't any gigs, so they're all ninety percent of the artists were willing to do it. Just into those DMs. So we like we had so many. We actually cut the number of hours down oh. after we shot them all. So yeah, it's good. What a feel good project! And has that look? Was that one of the first documentaries? Yeah, feel good project. Well, absolutely takes documentaries taken absolute okay. age to get done. I so it's kind of been in production hell for like the last six months because one of our sound guys he went off away, so we couldn't get him. So it's just delayed the whole thing. Yeah. So, of course, he's back now, so we're going to get the sound editing all done. I imagine it's, you film loads and loads of stuff, and then it's about post-production and editing and filming. Yeah, it was great. We got it all filmed so quickly, mm-hmm. and then we were nearly done the edit. Then our sound engineer got a job in the UK, so we moved out there, like a lot of people have this morning. Yeah. So, he's back now for a few months, so we're taking advantage of that. Grab him while he's here, yeah. And so, when can we expect to see this documentary? Two to three weeks. Cool. Okay. So, That's uh, very exciting. We were hoping to get it done like six months ago and eight, but obviously we didn't know sound guys. So yeah, yeah. And how do you find balancing, like, has that taken over your weekends and are you are you good at time Yeah, management? I have to really be kick and choosy when I do it because yeah. you do need your weekends. And when I first started doing it, I was doing it every weekend and I was just absolutely drained. But I do it like every two or three weekends now. Every yeah. second or third weekend, I'll be out. And I suppose you can see the end is in sight now. Yes, big time. Yeah. Almost done. Do you think you will, like, has it made you want to make more documentaries? Have you learned loads? Yeah, it's made us want to get the whole thing done so we can start working on other stuff. I don't know if I do a documentary again because, like, I remember hearing someone say, if you can get out of a documentary, get out of it. And I understand what he means. <laughs> I was like, I can't be that bad. And we were going to do it. Then near the end of this, I'm like, oh my God, I am so not doing documentary. Yeah, yeah. We'll see, we'll see, might do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting that, like, that was your angle, like, it was very of the moment, very topical, like, what are these people doing in lockdown? So I wonder what, you know, might catch your eye for the next one or have you anything in mind? Or are you still just kind of focusing on this one, get out the door? Yeah, we're focusing on this one at the moment, then a few other gigs to get done, like pay gigs, but there are players of the back on to thinking what to do next do you think but, did you say you've done music videos in the past and would yeah I've done a few so Terry X and I've done two videos for them and then a guy called Siva Safe Mike he's working him and he called us in to do a little acoustic scenic video which is good cool and, and like in terms of collabing with an artist in that way what's that dynamic like are you both bringing ideas to the table and yeah one thing like who was a Terry X in particular they were great like we all sat down in the room and normally you get like the musician saying, okay, hey, you want this, want this. And he's like, what do you think will work these guys? And yeah, like that video, was, I'd say it was like 50-50 ideas cool. in terms of how it all came out. So it was their ideas, my ideas. And it actually worked out much better. We 
trying we actually got a much better relationship with each other after doing yeah, it that way can imagine. rather than just taking what they want to get done so it was really good to have an artist who actually wanted your input rather than just you taking the shots makes sense though isn't it because it is a collaboration like you're as much sort of inputting into what it's going to be oh yeah sure you can get a much better feel of what shots you're going to get when you've put an idea for a scene yeah. out there rather than just saying here's the scene what way can you fit on this yeah yeah, yeah. it's Got more it. like this is what I have in mind. You're actually putting what you have in your mind. Out onto it. Okay. I shall have to watch um, a lot of your back cat. But uh, also, what is the name of the documentary that people can check it out when it does? Um, it's going to be called Same Scene, New Scene. Same Scene, New Scene. Amazing. Look forward to seeing it. And thank you for talking to us. No reason. Thanks, Tom. So our schooling in podcast paid off, I think. I um, enjoyed that episode. Thank you to our guests, to you uh, as a listener, and also to you, Maeve, as a wonderful presenter, as always. Thank you, Finian. I think, yeah, I think we're getting good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go down the road of patting ourselves on the back. Um, but what can people do if they want to learn more about the next episode coming down the line? Consider your back patted. And um, if people want to know more about the pod, find out uh, more information on future guests, etc., be sure to give the core Instagram page a follow. That's core IRL, all one word. And on every episode, we're looking at creativity, collaboration, and connections. And that was Join the Dots, and we'll see you next time. See you soon.